This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 45 of the Wisdom by Awissa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sophia Gannett. Welcome to Wisdom by Awissa on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Hi, Sophia. So today's guest that we are going to talk to opened up a permanent showroom at the DNC just fairly recently after WISA announced its relocation to the DNC. Can you tell us where you can find American Hat Co. there at the Dallas Trade Center? Yes, American Hat Co. actually moved everything out of their showroom in Denver and relocated to the DNC just like WESA did. So their new showroom can be found on the 14th floor again. That's Wes's permanent Western English floor in room 14173. And last week, we featured XOXO Art and Company. And from their room, you just make a slight left and turn into the next hallway, and there you'll find American Hacko right away. And last week, you shared that the buyer registration for the January 2021 show has opened up already. What services and perks can retailers expect as a WISA buyer? So we're expecting an increase in international buyers just because of the two airports that Dallas has and the connection that they offer. So we're working with the DMC and we're actually offering both a national and an international buyer's lounge. So buyers can print over there, use the Wi-Fi, relax, and there will also be translation services provided. Buyers can also attend a new buyer orientation at the DMC, which helps them to navigate the floors and just to ensure that their visit at WESA will be successful. And then just in general, there will be free high-speed Wi-Fi, of course, and complimentary shuttles that are running on all days of the trade shows, including pre-trade show days, to and from all the hotels. And WESA actually has a headquarters hotel this time, and buyers have another month and two weeks to sign up. All the rooms open up to buyers first and then exhibitors and the press get to use our rooms after that. And that is the embassy suites by the DMC. Great. Well, I'm excited to hear today's interview. So let's get right to it and talk a little bit more about American Hat Company. Forbes magazine one of the nation's top business publications just published an extensive article profiling the history of American Hat Company from its founding in 1915 to its present-day status as a leading producer of handmade straw and felt cowboy hats. Keith Mundy, the company's president, joins us today to discuss the firm's heritage and future. Keith Mundy, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the Wisdom by WISA podcast. My pleasure to be here, Mike. Uh, anything that's WISA related, we want to uh, be a good partner with you. Well, I appreciate that. I don't think anyone can talk about 
American Hat or talk to somebody from American Hat today without first acknowledging that tremendous Forbes magazine story on your company that broke in the last couple of days because it just covered so much about the company in a very prestigious magazine. Talk just a little bit about that, and then we're going to segue back into more information uh, about the company itself. Well, yeah, obviously, we're, we, we too are very excited about that uh, magazine. We just had uh, a couple of individuals, uh, um, the, the men's uh, style, style editor, a guy by the name of uh, Joseph Diasetis, and I probably said that wrong, uh, but him and, him and his uh, assistant, uh, Juan Benson, both flew out to meet with us. So that we spent a part of the day here at the factory at American Hat Company walking through the hat factory and talking about how hats are made. And that's kind of where they really got blown away because they thought, oh my gosh, I thought it was just like they were going to, you know, have a press and it would just push it out and it'd be a cookie cutter deal. And you'd have a sheet of, of uh, felt or a sheet of straw and it would just make the hat and it'd be done. And uh, so we took them through all the steps, you know, like on a felt hat, for instance, there's 19 different steps that a felt hat goes through. And so there's 19 different um, uh, craftsmen that touch that hat that do their job. On a straw hat, there's 17 different steps that it goes through. So they were blown away by what it took, what it actually took to make a cowboy hat. So that was fun to get to do that with them. Well, and they certainly gave you, I did, for all of our retailers who are listening and everybody else in the Western lifestyle, WESA world, our industry does not get that much exposure in national prestigious business magazines. So I urge you to pick up a copy or go online and read this great story about American Hat Company. And that gives us a chance to chat just a little bit about the history of the company and our talk about the fact that American, in your case, means American made. And we'll talk about the values of that. But give us a quick snapshot for those who haven't read the story yet, uh, a little bit about how American Hat Company came to be. Well, we're, we're 105 years old. I wasn't there in the very beginning, but I got here as quick as I could. And Sam Silver was the founder of the company in 1915 in Houston, Texas. And then he turned it over to a son, Bubba Silver, in 1948. And then in 84, Bill and Billy George uh, owned the company. Uh, and at one point in time during that little stretch, they were in uh, communications with Keith Maddox about buying the company, and they had a price tag of $10 million. And Keith went and raised the money and came back and was ready to do the deal, and they uh, gave him the information that they were going to go ahead and give it to their kids. <clears throat> so they did. And then from 80, whatever, no, mid nineties, I want to say up until 2003, when the bank took it back from the kids. And then when Keith found out about that, then he was back up to Houston immediately, went to the bank and wrote him a check and, and actually bought the company. And then most people know that we lost Keith to a long battle with cancer on September the 4th of 2019. So now we are solely owned by Susan Maddox. Okay. Well, that's a yeah. great summary. Let's, let's talk about the importance of American made. Well, we, we think it's very important. And at one point in time, so a friend of mine, who's a football coach, uh, coach John Baxter, 
coached at USC, coached at Michigan, helped us and we wrote a constitution for the company. And a constitution is almost like the U.S. Constitution. It's just when we get into a sticky situation or any kind of a, a decision-making point, we say, is this constitutional or is it unconstitutional? Does it fit what we believe uh, we want to do and what we want to stand for or does it not? And so with the name American Hat Company, we just made a conscientious decision to not import any finished goods from any place else. So we import some raw materials. In certain cases, it's the only places we can get the raw material. And then from there, though, it's all made here in the U.S. So we try to buy everything we can, U.S. made, U.S. parts. Uh, everything's made here in the U.S. All of our equipment's U.S. made. There's just some raw material that we cannot source here in the United States that we have to source overseas. But otherwise, Other it's that, put it's together and you guys, yeah. you guys make yeah, it. We, and I think that's great. Yeah, we make it. Yeah, we used to. At one point, we were doing some kids hats. And so we imported from Mexico some you know, kids hats that were already made and done. and But we once we got into the constitutionality of that, we went, geez, that's really not what we do. That's not constitutional. So we have ceased that. We do not do that. We, we quit that about five or six years ago. And so, so now what we ended up doing, we take our regular hats, but we make them small enough to be kid sizes. If you want a hat for a kid, we've got it. But it's just going to be like the adult hat, just a smaller brim, uh, a smaller size. That's fantastic. And you're now up and running. You got through COVID-19 where you are. And so all of your retailers and your customers should know that the hats are coming out the door, correct? Yes, yes. We're up and running. We were down, um, I want to say we we shut it down April the 2nd, and then we, we were back up May 4th. Monte County, where the factory is located, is 932 square miles in the county. We had six cases out here, one one fatality, and that was a person that was in a restroom that had some other complications as well. And so they've green-lighted us to get back up again. And we're, we've got masks, and we're not taking outside visitors, gloves, hand sanitizer. We've spaced the factory out so everybody's eight feet apart. So we're just trying to do everything we can to be you know, uh, safe and cognizant, but we, we, it really hasn't affected us here in terms of anybody here being sick or, or feeling the effects of it. Okay, there was a great quote in this article from you, and I'd like you to expand upon it. Let me read it to you and to the listeners. Bigger isn't better, better is better. And good, better, or best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. Talk about how that fits into your philosophy. Well, again, it goes back to a friend of mine, football coach. We were sitting around a campfire at a horse-related event. We were just talking about things philosophically. We were actually talking about reticular activation. He really gets deep into some of those things. And and so we were talking about reticular activation. And um, he asked about the retail store. And, you know, I said, well, the Maddoxes also own a store in Fort Worth that's called the Best Out Store. And that's when he said, good, better, best, never let it rest until the good is better and the better is best. And so I went, man, I love that. That sounds good. I made him say it for me two or three times till I get it down. And then when I first came to work for Keith Maddox, he asked me what my vision for American Hat Company would be. And at that point, we talked about a sweet spot. So in everything there's a sweet spot. There's a sweet spot on a golf club, on a baseball bat. There's a sweet spot when you're going to deliver your rope and your rope and calves or 
or team roping. So you want to get into the sweet spot. You want to operate within your sweet spot. Well, the goal here is not to be the biggest hat company in, in, in the country. So we, we don't believe that bigger is better. We just believe better is better. Our goal is not bigger, but our goal is better. We just make the finest cowboy hat in the world, and that's our focus. And if, if we get a hat that comes up to the front, inspection tables are right outside Keith and I's uh, offices here at the factory. And so in order for us to get from one place to the other, we have to walk by the inspection table. And so just as second nature, we start grabbing hats and feeling them. And then the people at that inspection table always know they can bring it to us and go, is that is that a problem or is that okay? And we'll, you know, and invariably we just go, no, 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 let's, let's redo that. So we just don't want anything coming out of here. Now to say that, you know, something, nothing ever gets out of the factory that's not up to our standards is not true, That it, it can happen. Um, but then the goal then is Keith and Susan Maddox said, if something does happen and you have a problem, make it right, do the right thing. It doesn't matter what it costs you personally, what it costs the company, just do the right thing. It's really that simple. Make the customer happy, fix their problem. So that's what we do. We focus on doing that. So what would come next in the cowboy hat business and Americans hat business, you've reached a level of success and a level of consistent quality. The brand is well known. Obviously, you're the ones that uh, Forbes called. But as you move forward over the next three, four, five years, as we come out of the pandemic, as your company continues to look at things, Anything that, uh, not confidential, of course, but what else might we expect from American Hat Company uh, as the years go by in the future? One thing you can completely expect from us is we're just going to keep making cowboy hats. We have no intention of getting into baseball cap business, the t-shirt business, the western shirt business, the jean business. We're going to do one thing and one thing well. We subscribe to the philosophy of In-N-Out Burger, which we're just going to make great, great quality cowboy hats. The things that may be different would be our involvement, sponsorships throughout the industry. We've, we've just embarked on an agreement with uh, PRCA. The PRCA is coming out with a new product, and it's called the, the PRCA Junior Rodeo. And so at their, at, at their full-fledged rodeos, at Salinas, at uh, all the rodeos across the country, they're going to start offering junior rodeos. Then, so you could go there as a youth and and enter up, and then you'll uh, qualify for the uh, the junior NFR. So, we've uh, made a deal to be the official hat of that association. Our, our whole focus leading into this thing was branding. If you think about branding, branding is a Western term. So, as a rancher, you know what do you want to do? You want to brand a, a good crop of calves, and so that's us. We're just out there branding calves and letting them grow up with the brand on there. And then, um, you know, hopefully they stay loyal and stay uh, true to the brand, which um, I will say the majority have. You talked about this a bit in the story, but you can elaborate. Hats change and hats, even in the rodeo world, hats change by event. You can almost tell Mm -hmm. a bull rider by the hat he wears, a bronc rider. But how have hats changed even since you've been or even before you came into the business in terms of mm-hmm. style. I'm sure quality material, that's a consistent, but you know, the fashion writer was the one who called you from Forbes and you have to assume that you guys have a knack for staying on top of what 
style of cowboy hat is going to be popular and when that popularity wanes and a new look comes in. Right. Well, in the felt hat business, the really the main things that are going to change there's colors, trims, or the height of the crown or the width of the brim. And so we have some ocean-going containers here in our parking lot that have old hat bodies in them from back in the days when we did the uh, hats for the movie Urban Cowboy. And so when you go look at those hats, they have very, very tall crowns, very, very short brim. And so that's what's changed in the world of straw hats. Plus, straw hats used to be, in order to be cheap, they were made on a loom or on a machine. And so it was a plain a uh, plain white colored hat or, you know, a slightly colored hat and just had three eyelets in it. So that's changed. And now when our straw hat business, it's really all about fancy vents, handwoven, using a little bit of color, not crazy. We got, you know, at one point we got crazy on the color thing and we were doing, you know, black and white hats and multicolored hats and those things have kind of run their course and we're back to more subtle colors, wheat, ivory, those types of colors. And uh, now the kids are just shaping them different. So on the straw hat business, that's the side of it. But then felt hat when it comes to colors, um, we here we jokingly, Keith and I would always say, somebody said, what's your top selling color? We'd say the top selling colors are black, black, and black. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You know, and then, but so, in order to get a guy that, you know, is just stuck on a black hat. So we did two new colors uh, last year, and one of them is called Black Cherry. And so in certain lights, it looks black. But when you get it out in sunlight, you'll see a little hint of red in it. And the other one is called Midnight Blue, and it's the same thing. looks black in uh, indoor lighting, and then you get it outside, and you see a little hint of blue in it. So it gives that guy that wants that black hat a little fashion element to go with it as well. So. So do you serve as the fashion director for American Hat? It's, we do it by a committee. So really what happened is we, we, get, we get some bodies in and we start looking at things. And then we start, you know, whittling it down. I'll, I'll, a lot of times I'll bring in people, either customers, people at the factory, and I'll have hats in my office. And I'll say, tell me, you know, out of that group over there, what do you like the best? And, you know, then I'm writing down what their, what their answers are and what they think they like. And then from there, then we come back, and it's usually um, Susan Maddox now. It would be before it was Keith, but it's Susan, myself, Stan Redding, and then we'll sit down and, and make the final decisions based on what we've heard people say over and over again without telling them ahead of time what everybody else is. Seems to work. Yeah. It now does. it is. We are the Wisdom by Lisa podcast. And I know your firm has a long history and solid relationship with WISA, but talk a bit about where a group like WISA fits into your company, into the Western lifestyle world. Oh, WISA has been, you know, huge. I mean, WISA, that uh, Denver market there in January is uh, undisputable, the best market in the Western business. And so we've We've grown with WISA. We've had a great spot at the Denver market. And now, um, you know, at, we, over there at Denver, we took over what used to be the bistro. And so now we've uh, just got a new showroom in Dallas, and it's we've taken over what used to be called the Territory Bar. 
that's where our new booth is. So we have a little theme going of taking over uh, old uh, eateries and and, uh, turning that into a hat showroom. So that's where we're at in Dallas now on the 14th floor. And we're we're excited about Dallas, you know. You have a choice uh, as you go into anything. You want to be positive, you want to be negative. And I think that, uh, you know, Keith's brand was a plus and then an X, which stands for positive times. And we just uh, make it a conscious choice that we're positive. We're going to be positive about everything going in. And something's not working. We're going to fix it. And it'll just be great. We'll be fine. Okay. Hey, listen, we've taken a lot of your time. You're busy making a lot of hats. But I I thank you for spending the time with us uh, on the Wisdom by Wissa podcast and giving us the story behind American Hat behind that great Forbes magazine story. And we appreciate you being courteous enough to share your thoughts with us. No, Mike, it's, it's my pleasure. Anytime, anything you guys need from American Hat Company, we'll be glad to help in any way. We've got uh, some folks here that have a wealth of knowledge, and obviously Stan Redding is here now, and he's he's probably forgot more about hats than most people know. So, you know, I lean on him a lot. Uh, but uh, we're, we're just uh, positive going forward. We're going to get through this thing. Uh, this too shall pass. And positive times looking forward. Thank you so much. We do appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Uh Thank you all. Okay. Bye-bye. Show notes and links from today's show are available at www.wisdombywisa.com. And, of course, we'd like to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear that, as a matter of fact. And there's a contact link on that website. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa, where the industry meets.